Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. I am your lucky host, Chris Ward. I'm lucky because in the house, everyone, we've got Kirk Charles. Okay, maybe you haven't heard of him yet, but he is the man of the month. Check out this month's Men's Health Magazine and Kirk Charles has a feature and a layout. And we're gonna talk to him about his business and how he landed this sweet spot of media attention. But a teeny little bit about Kirk Charles. He is America's only personal trainer with 30 years of plant-based eating. He is a dynamic professional and a specialist in the fields of physical fitness, plant-based nutrition, and lifestyle enhancement. But please, please don't think (laughs) we're going to be here to lecture you about, yeah, you're not taking care of yourself and you know, you're you're working too hard. You're not eating right. We're not going to do that. We, Kirk is a great guy. He's not going to lecture you. We're going to talk to him about his business uh, and you know how he got to where he is today. But do know he is the man when you want to learn about vitality and fitness and how I tell my clients all the time that they should treat themselves like a business athlete. Because listen, you want to be clear-minded. You want to really be creative. And the best way to do that is to have this machine in supreme operating order. But you know what? Let's talk about behind the scenes with Kirk Charles. Kirk, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you, Chris. <laughs> we are excited. You are the man of the month. So, Kirk, we started yes. chatting. We've known each other off and on a little bit now, but I was asking you, I said, Kirk, tell me how you got into men's health. And I want to I want to steer you in a certain direction because I thought it was really interesting. You're going to tell us a little bit of the backstory. But one of the things I really noticed is when you said to me, like, oh, you know what? I had all they asked me for shots of me working out and stuff. I had all these shots. But you said, luckily, I had gotten some professional shots or I would have never got that layout. So look at when preparation meets opportunity. So tell us how that all unfolded, Kirk. Well, uh, initially, I was referred to Men's Health, the editor at Men's Health, my editor, Ebenezer Samuels, great guy, um, referred to him by another lady that I had done some work for. Her name is Karen Hunter. She has a show on SiriusXM. And I put together a list of the 31 things I've learned about plant-based eating over the last 31 years. And she posted all of my videos, everything I wrote. And then after it was over, she said, you know what? I have someone I want to introduce you to. And that happened to be the editor or the person who's in charge of the fitness portion of the magazine, Ebenezer Samuels. Um, Our relationship began about uh, this summer, maybe four months ago. I write a weekly article on Tuesday. So basically the opportunity presented itself because I did work for someone else, which Mm. I didn't even get paid for, but I wanted exposure. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let's unpack this for a second because you just dropped a couple of really subtle value bombs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I want to say is what you're saying is you did some free work for some exposure Check number one, you did some effective networking and one thing led to another check number two. 
And then, as we said, you were smart enough to go out and get some pictures done. So when the opportunity presented itself, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm the guy. I can make your magazine look good. Like they're not going to put selfies up in the middle, like maybe a selfie of Brad Pitt if he's working out on a new movie. But <laughs> I'm not Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, but I think I think I've seen the pictures. People, you need to check these pictures out. He looks better than Brad Pitt right now. Okay. So, but what happened is then you made sure that you showed up looking like, okay, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to look like the professional that you need to play in your sandbox. Exactly. Right? So well, those are some powerful lessons. Well, what happened is that they, I've been writing for the magazine for a couple of months and they said, we're okay. doing a feature about men over 50 years old and what you have to do to stay in shape. And I was asked, do you have any pictures? And I said, yeah, I have a lot of pictures. Then I hung up the phone. I said, you know what? I better get a professional photographer because I don't know who else will be in this article. Mm, yeah. And if someone else's pictures look better than mine, of course they'll get it because pictures <gasps> tell the story. So I yes. got a professional. We took the photos. I sent them in. They said, these pictures are great. And I had not seen it. Uh, obviously, I didn't have any editorial review or anything like that. Yeah. But they said the pictures were great. They put them in. It just turned out to be a full page. So I'm happy about that. So, so it was just a good move to get the professional to have him do it. Oh, it so is. You know what? I tell that to people all the time. Like, my gosh. Yeah, I, I just can't even. We could do a whole show on that, but it would just be a lecture. Because what I feel like saying is sometimes <laughs> people reach out to me and like, okay, they want to be on the show. And we have it. I'm going through this right now with someone. And she's a great fit. And we talk. And I think we have a lot to talk about. And I've had to send back four pictures. Like, I cannot. I need you to look good. I, can, mm -hmm. I cannot put this up not only in association with us, but I, I, I wouldn't be, I, I know I'd be doing you wrong. Like these cannot be taken in your bathroom selfies with your, with your baseball cap on. It just can't be right. Can't do it. But can't do it. Here, no, <laughs> here's another thing too, that I want to tap into. You did a really great job of niching down to your market and also addressing that with your marketing, because I think you're too humble to say, everyone check out the magazine, because what I would tell you is you don't look 50, right? Although I don't know what 50 looks like anymore, because I think it's all changing, right? So I don't know even what, if that compliment is a backside compliment, but had you not said that it may not have been apparent to them that either you work with over 50 or that you're over 50. So you niche down in your market. You're not there to say, I can get anybody in shape. You're saying I could, but here's the people I work with, right? Mm -hmm. So then they knew you were the guy for that because it was really clear in your marketing as well. Makes well, sense? It, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, as a personal trainer, certain types of people gravitate toward me. Mm -hmm. I've been doing personal training for 10 years, over like 11,000, 12,000 hours of training sessions. And folks who are my age gravitate toward me because they see me in the gym. And most of my clients are about, you know, 45 to 60 in that age range. And, you know, they picked me or they wanted me to write the fit beyond 40 column for men's health. Why? Because I have experience with older people. So everything I write is from an older person's perspective, what we have to do differently, which there are a number of things, <laughs> you know, we're not 20 in our twenties or thirties any longer. So I was just a natural fit for what they wanted to do with men's health. So it's a pleasure. Yeah, but I, here's what I'm calling you out on. You're yeah. just go. you're just gliding over the laid back Mr. Kirk Charles. He's very nice. You don't reject a compliment, but you just sort of sidestep it. What I'm telling you is mm -hmm. that niche marketing you did really leveraged your messaging and you did a fabulous job on that. So it's not just that these people gravitated towards you, but also that you were aware of it, but mm -hmm. then you started marketing to that. So that's the thing. That's the compliment. I'm, I'm insisting it's my show. I'm insisting <laughs> you take it. 
Well, I greatly appreciate that. And, you know, I have to be the archetype of what people want. That, that's right. my job. I, you know, I, I'm sort of crazy. I believe I can save America through fitness and eating yeah. properly. And yeah. I have to be the example of it. So I've been, you know, on a plant-based yeah. journey for more than 30 years, fitness for quite some time. People think I'm doing a great job. But, you know, for me, I'm just the average guy. I just do some things a little differently. Yeah. Anyone can get the results that I have if you really yes. want it and if you have a clear vision. So there's no miracle here. It's just discipline and work and faith. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. So, so what he's talking about as he talks about his fitness regime is, you know, consistency is the big part there. But what yeah. I'm also, and the listeners are really going to be interested in is also the consistency in how you're building this business, right? Because it is a saturated industry. Like, you know, it, it's a, I don't even know what comes after a quadrillion dollar industry. Like, let's make up new words. Like there is just so, there is no shortage at any point of all the diets. And there's a lot of big players in the field, right? So there's the diets and the fitness and the you know, the P90X and all this other stuff. So for you to be able to stay true to the course and say, okay, this is what I want to do. And I'm just going to stay true to the course and do these things and have the work pay off. That's where I think the lessons really are. Like, you know, it's a little bit of a David and Goliath story, but really it's your consistency in saying, okay, I'm going to network. I'm going to be of service. I'm going to give some free services. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I leverage my time. So what are some other things that you think have worked for your business to keep this moving and getting you to, you know, where you want to be? Well, you have to have a certain mentality. And I think a big part of it is how much are you willing to put in before you take something out? Any place that you want to go to in life, you have to go through a maze of people. And I found that most people who are successful will help you, but as long as they see that you're helping yourself. Mm, they have to yeah. see that you're busting your behind. Like I have uh, a very mm. famous client, uh, really big on TV, probably has one of the top rated shows on TV. And when we first met, I asked him for some help and he was reluctant to do it, which made sense. But after we knew each other after years and years and years, and he thought, and he knew that I wasn't trying to ride on his coattails, then he mm. decided to help me. But I had to put the work in first. So he could see that, hey, he's not going to waste his time vouching for me. So people won't vouch for you or they won't put themselves on the line for you unless they see you doing something positive consistently. And, you know, you may be slaving through a job for years and years and years, but that's the process that you have to go through to become successful. So how hard do you want to work? How much are you willing to put in before you take something out? I think those are the two most important things. And I've been working hard for 30, 40 years. <laughs> and, well, uh, this yeah, whole... an overnight success and took 30 years. We all know that. So, okay, I, I... I want to tap into that a little bit because what I want to say to you is I say that all the time is mm -hmm. anything that someone does for me, I want them to know I'm a good bet. Like if you give me any time, I exactly. want you to know, like, I appreciate that and you are not wasting your time. Like even on, even like I just moved into a new house and uh, it, it's many of people know my husband passed away. So I'm here by myself and, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, like there's all these things that he was very handy around the house. And there's these little things that I, some I can do, some I can't. And my uncle will say, okay, well you need to do this. Right. And he'll say, but you know, whatever he'll, he'll say, go to the store and get this and come back and then I'll install it for you. Right. And then he'll come back in two days and be surprised that I have it because he's here to fix something else. And I'm like, listen, if you tell me to go get something and you show up to do work for me, you better be sure that I'm going to be prepared. I want you coming back the next time going, she listens to me, whatever you, you tell me to spin on my head. 
And that's even just a silly personal example, but I definitely do that with people that in any aspect mentor me in any way. I want them to see like, you know what? I'm worth your time and your time is not wasted. And I'm the same way. Like I've done that where people reached out to me and I said, yeah, people have paid it forward with me. I like, I'm here to help. But then I see you give advice and then they get back to you. I'm sorry, I've been busy the past couple of weeks. I never got back to you when you told me to do that. And I was like, we're done. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's okay. So I think that's a really profound lesson that you mentioned is like when people are giving you the time of day, make mm-hmm. sure you use it wisely. The most important thing another person can do for you is vouch for you. Because yeah. Because their reputation on the line. And if I go out, if someone helps me and I go out there and just screw everything up, Mm. He or she looks bad, the person that vouched for me. Yeah. So that's a very, very important thing. So to your audience, please keep that in mind. Yeah. Someone vouching for you is important. And don't let yourself down. Don't let that person down. Just do your job. You know, just keep grinding it out and everything will work out fine. So you got this whole laid back, easygoing, everybody likes Kirk kind of vibe which I did not always have because I know the listeners, it's really hard to imagine me with my high energy that when I started out my business, I was like really rushed and always stressed, like, okay, I got to get more and more. And it came off with intensity and it wasn't always desirable to be around. Even if you had liked me before, you might not like me when I started my business. But also when I was doing business, I'm sure I made my journey much harder because I was button heads and always rushing. That rushing added an intensity to it that again, not desirable. So this whole navigation through business, just being really relaxed about it, is there a tactic, a strategy to that? Well, sort of, kind of. I've gone through a lot of failure. Yeah. <laughs> so you are seeing the relaxed person now because I decided a couple of years ago that um, I'm going to be calm and just take things as they come. But again, okay. I've been through a heck of a lot of failure. So I was in right. the finance business. I bombed out of the mortgage business in about 2008. Prior to that, I was in personal fi- finance. I okay. failed at that. And then I went on, uh, went bankrupt, so to speak, lost everything. So after you've gone through the fire, and then I started to resurrect through personal training like 10 years ago, after you've gone through all of that, nothing really rattles me anymore because I've pretty much lost everything and now I'm working on getting it back. So there's nothing to be uh, too excited about, too disappointed about. I have a great life. My lifestyle is absolutely perfect. I mean, I just wanted to evolve to keep moving Mm. forward. But once you've gone through a lot of failure, and I want people to keep in mind, the most important image that I have mentally is the story of the bamboo tree, which I'm sure you've heard. When the Go seed ahead, is planted, only a knob grows out of the ground. Yeah. That's all you yeah. see for the first four years. Then the fifth year grows up to like 80 feet. So yeah. I look at that, um, that scenario as um, a failure. And failure mm. to me is not a bad word. Failure is underground success, just like the bamboo tree. You're growing underground. No one else may may be able to see signs of success, but you have to know it's there. So when you do pop up, you know, because it's because you put the work in. So turn failure around, which I've had a lot of it, which means I was actually successful back then. I just didn't have the financial (laughs) success Mm. to prove it. But you have to keep in mind. If you fail, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it brings you one step closer to success. So you have to go through the fire. You got to pay your dues. And sometimes the price is heavy. Sometimes you might put yourself in a position where you lose everything. That's okay. You can get it back. You have to have confidence in yourself. 
That it's interesting. I know for me too, you know, when I went through that journey with my husband and I, I remember realizing then what is a real problem? Like, you know, how many things I thought in life were huge problems. Mm-hmm. And I realized all of a sudden, like, you know, now I look at everything as like that really a problem, you know, is it do or die? It's not. So my definition of a problem has been forever changed. And so that certainly calmed me right down. But again, it's interesting to me that you were in these uh, other careers and, yes. you know, in your words, you lost everything due to, you know, different economic or situations or whatever in your journey. And then I still think it takes even more gumption and cor- courageousness to then go into an industry so saturated to say, oh, okay, you said everyone kept coming to you saying you should be a personal trainer. Oh, okay. I have failed at all these things where, you know, there's, you know, just endless buildings in corporate America and all this stuff. Let me go over here where you're kind of on your own and it's saturated. So that took a whole lot of confidence. It, it takes an extreme amount of confidence, but that confidence was built up over failing in the past. Like when I was uh, in the finance business, I had an option. I could, I could either get a salary or I can get a lowered salary and get more commission. Mm. Now, that's the dangerous path to take, but I'm sort of a dangerous type person. So I took the path where I could get more commission. I did bomb out of that business, but that's my mentality. And when I was 25 years old, I left corporate America. I mean, it just wasn't for me. I was more entrepreneurial. I listened to a lot of uh, Think and Grow Rich tapes, Mm. you know, as I was in college. Think and Grow Rich, I read damn near every motivational book you could read like 30 years ago. So I had a certain mentality. So I sort of prepared myself and it wasn't really a big leap for me to go into a field that's saturated i'm thinking well look i can be i'm the best all i have to work on is being the best now the best version of myself so okay. there's kirk one and there's kirk 10 kirk one is horrible kirk 10 is perfect get to kirk 10 and i learned a valuable lesson regarding that because i also do some commercial modeling and acting and I'm on a gig or a photo shoot with a guy who looks great. He looks like he just stepped out of a Greek mythology movie. Guy's big and strong. He has blonde hair. They're combing his hair. And I'm like, I don't have any hair. (laughs) He's taller and muscular. And I'm standing next to him. I'm looking up at him. And I'm like, why am I here? And then I thought, well, you know what? We look totally different. And for some reason, the people who decided to bring both of us on this shoot, they like me and they like him. I can't be like him. So right. be the best version of you. And when that, you do that, you can compete with anybody, but you can't compare yourself to someone else. Just be the best version of you. Well, there's something I just realized I've been doing wrong all because I always call it Chris 2.0. Like, oh, this is a new version 2.0, but you went to 10. You went from one to 10 and I'm only going from one to two. So this is where, this is a big lesson for me. I am missing some numbers here. Okay, yeah. so Chris 2.0 is no longer a success story. But that also, talk about confidence as entrepreneurs that sometimes we're afraid to put our ideas out or we think that we haven't earned enough experience to be an author or a podcaster or whatever you always think oh why am i going to speak on this subject we've all had those doubts for you know smaller lesser bigger times periods but that's a whole nother kettle of fish to be standing there literally hired for your looks and then to have to look to somebody beside you and go oh yeah he's they're combing his hair and i don't have any talk about my hair doesn't beat with his i don't have any so that confidence really does, that's a whole nother thing. And man, you have to show up with some confidence because it's like, I don't care who you are, vanity trips you up at the best of times, right? Oh, there's absolutely no doubt about that. But you 
as I said before, if you are at your best, you have to know you can compete yeah. with anyone else at his or her best. Right. And, you know, okay. I talk to kids all the time. We're talking about self-esteem and all that type of stuff, um, you know, especially for a lot, a lot of young ladies. It's very important. And, you know, you have to know where you are and where you want to be. Right. Okay. And you need to build a bridge from where you are to where you want to be. If you build that bridge and you walk across it, your self-esteem starts to rise. Mm. So for me, I have a vision in my mind of where I want to be five years from now, 10 years from now, when I'm 75 years old. Walk along that path. And if you walk along that path, you're going to go through trials and tribulations, but your confidence builds. Okay. And your confidence builds because you've had failures, you've had successes, and you know what works, and you know what doesn't work. And all of a sudden, you just come to a relaxed and comfortable place like I am now. It doesn't seem like I might be nervous and I'm laid back and I'm cool. The nerves or the jitters are always there. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But I've gone through the fire. Now, like, hey, I keep Stay saying Stay the course. My time is coming. I know it. I yeah. just don't know when. But yeah. I know the opportunity will present itself. Be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. Luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. Right? Yeah. So yeah. prepare yourself physically, mentally, and eventually you'll get lucky. The opportunity will come. Just be ready to take advantage of it. Because yeah. if you don't, someone else will. <laughs> it's, it's really and this that is when this is when we cue the Rocky montage music. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Yeah. So stay the course is the lecture here or the advice, not lecture. Stay the course is the advice. Okay. Be consistent and just know like you just keep your head in the game and just keep moving forward. And your business, one little opportunity leads to the next because that is quite a coup. I mean, that is quite an accomplishment to be in a men's health magazine as a fitness guy, guru, whatever, however you identify yourself and to get that opportunity, that really is like wearing, you know, the golden crown. That's a big deal. Cause I mean, I don't even know of a bigger men's magazine. I, I, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm going to point this out to the listeners. I'm not a man, but I really, <laughs> I don't know of a bigger men's magazine. You know, when I think about it, it's really not that big of a thing. Then I start to talk to other people. They're like, wow, yeah. that's great. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Really? You know, I never yeah. really thought about it. I mean, to me, it's just normal. Um, no, but, no, no, no. But, but then I, I look back, I sit down, I really think about it. And I think if I could be in any magazine, which one would it be in? It would be Men's Health. So... Here I, am. I would have a t-shirt with a picture of my, my layout on the front and the back. Like, and if they if the t-shirt didn't work, I would have a sandwich board. <laughs> yes. And ring a bell. But whatever I'm able to do, I can teach yeah. other people to do it also. But, you know, it's about character, the mental and moral qualities yeah. that make you who you are. Yeah. And, for the word character, I have like 21 different qualities of character, which is going to be in my next book, by the way. But oh, no yes. conviction, you know, yeah. and I love alliteration. These all start with the letter C, conviction, a strong belief in something. Two yeah. is cleanliness, getting all the cobwebs and dirt out of your mind. Three yeah. is clarity, knowing who you are, where you are, where you want to be. Uh, four is confidence. And fifth is courage. And then six is commitment. Seven, consistency. So, you know, it goes on and on through 21 but those the first seven really are about what i'm all about um but you have to have that extreme conviction like i have extreme conviction in plant-based eating um nothing will shake me away from that i think it's the okay. best thing going i have extreme conviction in what i'm trying to do business-wise 
Yeah. Am I able to help people? Am I giving people what they want? Yeah. Am I giving people what they need the way that they want it? Yeah. Which I think is more important. So if you're doing that in your business, then I think you can be successful as long as you're disciplined and diligent. You just keep moving forward. I mean, it's not rocket science. You know, and both of us, mm. we uh, know big money speaker, James Malachak. You know, this guy yeah. helps me stay straight. Uh, yeah. What you told me before we just started streaming has helped me out tremendously. I mean, that could be like a million dollar idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're not far off. But yeah, no. Talking to people. Yeah. You know, like like I said, what you just shared with me about my website or whatever it is. Yeah. That could change everything for me overnight. And I may not yeah. have ever thought about it. Yeah. But it happened yeah. like in casual conversation. I mean, it was beautiful, right? So yeah. are we helping people? Are we helping helping them get to where they are, to where they want to be, giving them what they need in a way that they want it? Not that not that's that a good point. And I will say, no, I'm not sure if everybody realizes I'm a marketing strategist and when the hour platform is evolution of my experience there. And I still am a marketing strategist and have marketing clients. And what I will say to you is sometimes I see stuff and I've learned, I've had to learn as my husband used to say, it's only helping when it's helpful. So I've had to learn to ask people because I would jump in to help them. And I had, and I said to you, Hey, cause you showed me your website. I'm like, Hey, are you open to it? And then you said, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. Okay, great. Then I gave it to you. But and hats off to you again, because you, you, you lupped it up and said, okay, great. You took some notes. Excellent. So then I'm like, oh, he's receptive to that. Then I will help him more. Right. So mm-hmm. where other people sometimes by def- and I did this many years ago, I would be defensive. I would want people to know how hard I work to do that wrong. I'd be like, oh yeah, we're working <laughs> on that. Or my, someone told me this and, and you know, I'm not listening. I'm doing more of the talking. If you surprise, mm-hmm. surprise because I wasn't listening. I wanted to show them like, no, I am smart, but I did it. I did it this way because right. It doesn't matter like where you are, where you are. And I'm here to help you. And if you could do it yourself, it'd be done, but I'm here to give you advice and you do things that I can't do vice versa. So even your receptive, you know, being receptive to that feedback does show the caliber of excellence that you are evolving, you know? So when they're not reading men's health magazine, Kirk, when they're not just totally consumed in that, where else can they find you? Where, where can they find me? Yes. Uh, KirkCharles.com, also on Twitter, KirkFitBeyond50, and Instagram, at KirkCharles. Uh, yes, check him out on Instagram. He does these little uh, workouts and all kinds of tips and stuff. And, you yeah. know, it's it's just really fun to, if nothing else, watch. Coaching program. Working oh, on perfect. Every, every morning I do a stretch class at 7 a.m. Okay. Monday through Friday and at 7 a.m. on Instagram, then at 7.30 a.m. on Facebook. But okay. we're going through until um, the day before Thanksgiving, which is next Wednesday. Then I'm going to okay. change the format going into December because I want everyone to be prepared for next year. So we can okay. make 2021 the greatest year of your life. Absolutely, positively, no doubt about it. And I'm going to okay. guide people in that direction. Okay, guys, we want to come back from 2020. We want to go big and strong. That's right. And so we want to get ready for 21. We got to do this bigger faster, harder, stronger than we did anything else before. So check out Kirk Charles on Instagram and anywhere else. And definitely, definitely Google him. If you don't have your fingertips on a magazine today, Google him and check out the spread in men's health magazine. Kirk, you were, Oh, he's going to show it. There we go. He's got a picture for those of you who get to see this online. It's awesome. Awesome stuff. Men's health. Lenny. Page 82. <laughs> Page 82. Page Although 82. I was, I this was man there. Is on the cover. There you go. Oh Lenny. yeah. Lenny, Lenny Kravitz is not bad company to keep. I'll tell you that. 
Um, and it was really funny. I saw somebody, I'm going to tell on you, Kirk. I saw somebody as we wrap up and they were like, hey, Kirk, what page are you on? Like, oh, I'm not sure. Let me check. Hello, page 82. We know. <laughs> yes, so, let me check. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kirk. As always, it's been a pleasure. And everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Hey guys, I'm super, super excited to share with you right now. We are gearing up to do a crazy, amazing launch with the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs on Black Friday. We are going to have a spectacular Black Friday special, and this is full, chock full of amazing content. It's really about creating your win team so you get to what is next, what is next, so that you can get ideas to implementation and really make your ambitions come alive. So get on the waiting list, www.comingsoonfromchris.com. Coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. Chris,